Heather's on the line from Gresham, who is a naysayer, and we like to have naysayers. Heather, welcome to the program. What's on your mind? Hi, Lars. You know, um, I listen to your show a lot, and I'm really surprised that you're supporting uh, candidate President Trump. I like the sound of that, President Trump. Uh, I am supporting him, but I'm wondering why you're surprised by my support of a winning candidate who promises to make America great again. Well, making America great again, it's it's not just going to be done by one person. It has to be done by everybody. Everybody makes a personal choice to make their lives better. And Donald Trump is insane. He's insane? How do you know? Oh, crazy nut. I don't know him, but I've been, I'm 40 years old and I've been watching the news, you know, and he's Trump. He's got all this money. What qualifications does he have to run the country? He's an entrepreneur. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. And see, I agree with you that everyone in America has to, has to decide to work hard, uh, go after the opportunities they find, create businesses, which create opportunities for them and everyone else. The problem is lately the government gets in the way. We have a president who has really delivered lackluster results in this country. And I'll tell you why I put the blame on Obama directly. Because the Congress did not tell the EPA to jack up all the environmental regs and make it very hard to generate power and very hard for private businesses to start. President Obama did that through his administrative ability, and he bypassed the Congress. He bypassed the people's representatives. What I I want in in a president is someone who will constrain those parts of the government that are under his control. He is effectively the CEO of the country. And when you say Donald Trump is insane, I don't think he's insane. He's a tremendous self-promoter. He has a a very large ego, but I think almost anybody in politics has to have a good-sized ego or they don't go into politics at all. Also, people, a lot of people in business have good-sized egos, the ones that start and run successful companies. There are a few exceptions. I think Phil Knight has a, is a relatively humble guy who's a, who accomplished big things. But an awful lot of the people who start big enterprises, they have to believe, I know how to do this better than anyone else, and they go out and they start a company, and they have to have the guts to stand up when everybody else is saying, you're nuts, that company will never work, you'll never be able to do that. I'm sure somebody at some point said, nobody is ever going to spend $3 on a little bit of coffee and milk in a cup. And, of course, you know, the folks who run Starbucks know differently. So, Oh, I hate Starbucks. <laughs> well, well I, listen, I, I think their coffee's a little over-roasted, and I, I actually prefer the folks, uh, you know, at, uh, at uh, Dutch Bros. But, but having said that, Heather, do yeah. you, tell me your best piece of evidence that Donald Trump is insane. Okay, maybe that was a little bit of, of maybe that's a little more dramatized than I mean it, mean it to say. It's just, he's extremely loose with his, he's very open about what he's talking about. He can be very rude, he can be very... Would, would you rather have a more secretive president? Because Hillary Clinton will fit your bill then. You could vote for her, she ain't going to tell you, <laughs> she ain't going to tell you squat. She, she doesn't even want to know what her husband's doing, let alone let you know what the country is doing. So I would rather have a president who puts it all out there in front of everybody and says, this is how we're going to make things better. So, you know, I, I don't... And when you say, what qualifies him... Up till now, I want to sell this to you. Try this line of thinking. We think that somebody who has spent his entire or her entire life as a politician is qualified to run something. I think people who've actually run something are more qualified to run something, which is why we usually turn to governors. 
Because if you become governor of any state for a, a four years or eight years, you have to run something. You have thousands or tens of thousands of employees. They're, you know, occasionally some of them will break the law. They won't do their jobs right. Little kids get hurt. Bad things happen. And you have to respond to that 24 hours a day for the four or eight years that you're governor. So you have some experience. Barack Obama had no experience doing anything much when he became president. He had been a community organizer, a job for which there is no you know, there's no yardstick to say whether you succeeded or not. You just are one, and then you're not one. Then he became a senator. There's nothing much to remember from his very short Senate career. And then he ran for president. He hasn't done much of anything. And I would say the same thing is true. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, Obama was definitely a lame, a lame duck president. No, not, no, lame duck is when he gets past the election this fall. Oh, okay. But, but All right. Well, he, he didn't do much in office. He didn't do much. He, he, he didn't, didn't do much before he got into office. Now, tell me. Yeah. Could you tell me for, and it doesn't sound like you're a fan of, of Hillary Clinton, the crook from Chappaqua, right? I'm not. I, I'm, if I had to vote Democrat this year, I'd definitely go for Bernie Sanders. You would. Now, can, oh, you, tell me, can you tell me, what has Bernie Sanders done in his life of any note? You know what? That's, that's a great question, Lars. And to be honest with you, I haven't researched him that much. Well, no, I'll I can tell you. Here's the thing. Okay, the guy has... He, he grew up poor. He's always reminding people that he grew up poor. And then, despite growing up poor, he went to an elite private college and got a four-year degree from the University of Chicago. It's, a, it's a, uh, an elite school. It's a private school. So you come out with, it'd be like going to uh, Seattle Pacific or Pacific, or Pacific Lutheran. It'd be like going to Seattle University or Willamette or Linfield. You've gone to a top school. You come out with a four-year degree. You're going to set the world on fire. Do you know what he did with that? What? He, his first job with a paycheck was mm -hmm. signing up people for welfare, which to me sounds like a clerk's job. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Then he is. became mayor of Burlington, Vermont, a small town, and they used that as his political base. And he ran from there to running for Congress. And there's nothing much in his congressional career that's of any note. Like you say, oh, we passed this law that, you know, made it all puppies and unicorns. Uh, and then he went from there to the <laughs> Senate. And let me tell you what I think his major lack of accomplishment in the Senate is, okay? Okay. You, you will hear him brag that when the Democrats were in the majority, which is when their people get to be the chair, uh, chair people of committees, he right. was the chair of the, House, of the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee. Now, do you know what the Veterans Affairs Committee is in charge of? Absolutely. Well, in Georgia, I'm not sure, but my dad's a veteran, and I'm, I'm really upset with the whole VA. Well, oh, but system. hold on, hold on. Remember, if you read the Constitution, the Constitution says the Congress has an oversight responsibility. This isn't a, a suggestion. The Constitution says the Congress is supposed to keep an eye on what the government is doing. Now, one of the things the government does is they, they take care of veterans or they fail to take care of veterans. So you have a man who served as the chair of the Senate committee in charge of veterans affairs. Now, while he was the chair, an awful lot of the things that happened, like veterans dying while they were waiting in line to see a doctor, you know, they got put on waiting lists and just told, you're on the oh, list. Yeah. Okay, now. My he, dad's a Vietnam veteran. I mean, he's been struggling with the VA for years. Well, Heather. Senator Bernie Sanders, in the most important job he's ever held in his life, a member of the U.S. Senate, the chairman of the Committee on Veterans Affairs, did what about that veterans problem? 
Nothing. Nothing. And he had not just the job to say, if somebody comes to your committee and says there's a problem, Senator, we should solve it. They have an oversight responsibility. Now, if you've worked in a job where you're told you're not just doing your job, but you have to oversee these other five workers, your boss is telling you, make sure they're doing their jobs, right? Right. That's okay. correct. That, I, I know. I've been working my whole life, and well, I always have to listen to my boss. Yeah, so. and, and he has to listen to his boss. And if you're giving people to supervise and they go out and screw up, your boss is going to come to you and say, why weren't you keeping an eye on what they were doing, right? Right. That's and, exactly right. Now, that's Bernie Sanders' most important position held so far was to keep an eye on veterans' affairs. And what can we say about the kind of job he did? Terrible. Yeah. And, he, and you'd vote for him? Uh, not after hearing that, I would not. Okay, but not- I, I was not—I was not aware that that he had done that. Thank you for enlightening well, me. Well, if you—if you don't believe me. Look up any of the stories put in oh, Senator Bernie, you. you know, put a Google search in Senator Bernie Sanders Veterans okay. Affairs and then ask yourself why reporters who are covering this race and they love the fact that Bernie draws adoring crowds of millennials and they love the fact that he's got crazy hair and Larry David makes fun <laughs> of him on. They, they love all the show parts of it. Do you think any of them might responsibly say to Senator Sanders, Senator Sanders, how come you didn't do jack about the veterans problems when you were chair of the Veterans Affairs Committee in the Senate? What do you suppose wow. he'd say? Um, oops. <laughs> Wouldn't that be one hell of a story for a reporter to challenge yeah, would. presidential candidate Bernie? Because all they're caring about right now is the horse race aspect. Hillary's ahead, Bernie's right. behind, and Hillary's in the lead, and Bernie's coming up behind. And Hil- you know that's they're calling a horse race, and they're not paying attention to. Has this guy done anything meaningful in his life except collect a government paycheck? That's I cannot argue with that, Lars. Now, you know, you've got you, the facts and you're correct. Do you, you know, think I could go to a few right. do you think I could go to a few big American cities and point to things Donald Trump has accomplished? Um I bet you could, yeah. You, you think I could meet with thousands of people, if possible, who've all been employed by him, drawn a paycheck from him, or patronized his hotels and casinos and his the housing he's built? He built, in fact, the tallest condominium in the United States is one of his accomplishments. Now, he can point to that and say, that's what I've done. Can you give me one thing Hillary Clinton has done that you can point to and say, she made that better? No, I cannot. And, and, and... You know, I, I feel like I'm having to choose between the lesser of two evils. And I don't no, like that. No, not, not at all. If you say Donald Trump has accomplished big things in business, is it possible? Well, yeah, I is, mean, we all know how, how much he's accomplished. Well, he's but, a very successful entrepreneur. Do you suppose he could make America successful by using the same things he did to make his company successful? Done it, Lars. <laughs> Are you, you a naysayer? Like Are you still a naysayer on Donald Trump? You know what, Lars? Honestly, you've changed my mind. Well, Heather, thank you very much for the call. You've got the Lars Larson show.